Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. If this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going, please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will right. also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that. And that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. <laughs> Do you want to hear my grocery haul? Yeah, I want to hear your grocery haul. I got, first and foremost, the best thing I got was blueberry bagels Ooh. from the Einstein Bros. Yum. And then I got chocolate-covered pretzels. Good. Ooh, the flips kind. Bedside. Bedside and then chocolate-covered pretzels. I don't need them. <laughs> I know. And then I got, well, it was buy one, get one for the bagels. So I got plain bagels as well. Nice. And then some produce. And I got these really good blackberries. And I almost ate a whole container. And you it was what? fucking amazing. I was, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Fruit containers are one serving, in my opinion. I know. I'm like, you're not going to, like, I could, that's one serving it's, to me. It's, it's like a container yeah. of blackberries, a container of raspberries. It's like that's, one cup. Yeah, that's a single serving. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's like one cup of fruit. I'm glad we're both on the same page with that. Yeah. Then I got avocados. I'm not going to lie. I did eat a piece of avocado toast as quick as possible. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, you did. She fueled herself. She fueled herself. What else? What else did I buy, though? Oh, uh, um, stuff to make pesto tonight and gnocchi. Yum. Yum. And that's like pretty much it. That sounds good. Hi, Georgia P. Hi, honey. Hi, honey, too. I love our intro, and I really miss that. I know. I really, actually, really, really missed it. We have a good, we have a good intro. We have a it's cute little welcoming. intro. I love it's our little cute. intro. We love, we love. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just like get right into it today yeah. with our highs and lows and catch up? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you want to go first? Too. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So, yeah, George. Tell me your high of this week. High of this week was working my butt off i saw your tiktoks they were funny you want to work with your one work friend that was funny thank you so much i yeah i actually started a work tiktok and we're low-key blowing up right now there's a video kind of getting some love nice um yeah high of the week was getting through the work week like i worked my butt off and definitely definitely getting 40 hours work week (laughs) i'm definitely working 40 hours a week yeah so (laughs) just doing that and that being that going well nice um low of the week or or actually wait i'm gonna wait to do the low of the week okay. until you, you say your high. My high okay so my yeah. high of the week would probably be and this isn't meant to sound like like i'm like sucking up to the podcast but like i'm generally the high <laughs> my week was the podcast i feel like that yeah. we are in this like new chapter we this is a shout out to darcy so darcy is like our new producer basically her main job of our role is 
for our accountability to make sure that we're <laughs> recording these podcasts because life gets busy. Yes. So yeah, so Darcy's a producer and then Janelle is our social media like coordinator. So she's doing our Instagram because I was like, I have no clue how to make graphics. I was like making graphics on Google Slides. I was like somehow trying to make them on Google Slides and like with different fonts and everything. And I was like, this looks like absolute trash. I was like, I need somebody with some sort of experience. And I had been on Janelle's podcast a little bit earlier and I followed her podcast's page. And I was like, do you do this, like the graphics for it? And she was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, you want to do the graphics for ours? And she was like, (laughs) hell yeah. So now we have like this cute little, like we eat the fucking food team. And I'm Hell yeah! I, I'm I very excited about that. Like we have a little mini team. We got a little mini team. Really cool. I know, and that was my highlight week because I think it's so cute, and exciting, and I feel like <laughs> we have a lot of exciting stuff lined up. Not to like spoil too much or like derail from highs and lows, but Georgia and I are making it a goal to be posting two episodes a week. Where one episode that will be probably posted early, either Monday or Tuesday, will just be Georgia and I talking some talk, catching up, chit-chatting about some topics. And then the second episode of the week will either be like a solo one of either Georgia and I, or we'll have a guest on with one of us. So I know for this upcoming week, we have a guest. Her name is Fiona, and I'm very excited for her to be on too. But if you have a topic that you want to talk about, or you feel like that you would like some space to like share your story and think that it could be beneficial reach out to us dm us we'd love to get as many people on here from as many like diverse backgrounds and experiences as possible too yes oh i think that that's so cool so that's my high of the week is i feel like that the podcast has some momentum and is heading in a really fun direction for the rest of the summer hell yeah hell yeah oh, yeah I think it's funny that you were saying that you tried to do some slides on Google because I've definitely I've definitely tried to do that before and I was no, like fuck I'm not as artistic as I thought. I know I was like and they're fine but like anytime that I, they would like transfer over from my phone they'd be like kind of blurry and I was like what am oh. I doing wrong I was like I was like I can't I was like we need to some we need to bring somebody in who has some sort of experience who knows what I, the can't, hell they're doing. I can I can fake my way through editing a podcast and I've figured out iMovie well enough but when it comes to the actual graphics, Lord help me, Lord help me, literally. All right, so what's your low of the week? Um, Completely change the topic. Boom, what's your low? Low of the week? Low of the week. Hmm, probably, honestly, like, financially, I've been, not financially, I've been struggling, but, like, I've had to catch up on a lot of bills and shit, so, I guess just like money is the low of the week. I hate money. Money sucks. Yeah. Money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you things that give you happiness. Yeah, this is true. And that's that's a lot. But, of yeah, I'm trying to save as much money as possible. It's hard because like hell yeah, it is becoming an adult and like having to manage your own money. Mm, I don't like it. I, I feel like everything in the world it's so expensive. Um, it's so, it's so expensive. expensive right now. Yeah, and every everything every price is going up and mm-hmm. we're not getting paid more like legit so i don't understand the economy Oy. don't get yeah me what that. about you what's your low um i think that my low of the week would have to do with actually i think i'm having some anxieties about like moving to the city and like they're like good anxieties sure. but also i feel like i keep thinking about my future and like figuring out almost like setting like boundaries about like what i want and where I think I'm going, but then also taking into consideration, like, 
other aspects of my life like my relationship or like my friendships and like I don't know I think that's been like a low just kind of feeling like of stresses of growing up I feel like that's been my low for like the past like yeah. three episodes though but that's the truth I feel that, that's though. just where I'm at yeah so it kind of goes along with your low of like money adulting is yeah. confusing and hard and not super fun all the time but yeah, I feel like I've been juggling a lot at once lately yeah that's stressful mm-hmm and that, of course, triggers, I feel like, my urges and behaviors. And I'm like, oh, God, why? And the, But it's easier. It's, again, like, well, I think the high in my recovery of this week, too, is just, like, noticing how it is, like, getting easier to either not ruminate or not latch or, like, move on from mm-hmm. things. Like, for example, my high recovery this week would be that, I went to the farmer's market today. I love the farmer's market. And they had this, like, Georgia, it was probably the best bread I've ever eaten. Like, I'm not kidding. It was, like, I love bread. this, like, billowy, yummy bread with, like, cream cheese. And it was, like, garlic bready. It was so – Kyle, Kyle and I ate the whole entire thing. But it was so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we ate it all. And I was, like, I know I wanted it. And then probably, like, an hour later. Like, it takes me now, I feel like, for, like, food yeah. guilt to, like, sit in. It takes, like, a while after the actual – consumption of it but then it only lasts for like five minutes like I'm like I recognize I'm feeling the guilt from this and I'm like ruminating and thinking about it but it's almost like I'm like Lauren that happened like an hour ago I'm like why are you letting it like now affect you so I think that that's a high in my recovery though is not allowing it to affect me or like acknowledging it and moving past it a lot faster and I feel like my rebound time from that is getting faster which is exciting hell yeah what woman recovery this week for you? Um, so recovery wise, um, I would, I guess like I've been, I feel like I've been doing really well with, um, the ED and stuff, but I also would couple like my eating disorder just with like depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. and like mental illness and other behaviors too, like self injury yeah. as well. Like I feel yeah. like those are all coupled together. So I'm going to go more of like recovery via self-injury mm-hmm. win this week. So um, me and my partner had a little bit of an argument and usually in situations where I get angry or frustrated, I might um, like have a, have a little like behavioral episode. And like, if I say something that I don't mean, like in the past, that's when I'm most prone to like use self-injury behaviors because I'll feel bad for what I say and or whatever and so this past week when that happened I didn't you know I was able to cope and nice G like just yeah just like talk my way through like I did I did have to leave the conversation a couple times just to calm my body down because I noticed that I was getting super worked up and you know with with my brain and stuff like Mm -hmm. it's hard to handle super strong emotions and in the past it's what I've done to calm myself down but I've learned how to calm down in other ways so yeah that's what happened this past week and I think that's really good because I don't remember um I don't obviously I don't fight or argue with often so but you know the last argument I yeah yeah that you're able to use healthy coping mechanisms and like skills and setting those like boundaries throughout the conversation and recognizing when like maybe you were acting too much with your emotional mind and you weren't in like a wise state anymore so being able to 
pull back and take a moment to yourself and like exactly yeah that's super big and super mature of you kudos because it's hard because you want to you like in the past I've wanted to just like keep going and kind of throw a tantrum because in those emotional states I often find myself like going like age digressing and acting Mm -hmm. acting out or whatever and yeah it's just it's a um it's hard but you I have I had to recognize when my body starts to react because I feel like my body reacts before my brain does Mm -hmm. um so like as soon as you know my fists are clenching up or like I'm you know clenching my jaw or um like my legs are going crazy like I'm just like having the anxiety shakes real crazy or whatever I know I have to step away and calm my body down because what I would say if I hadn't stepped away would not be good you know yeah so this episode is going to be Georgia and I think it'd be fun to kind of like take you through a day in the life at residential and then like within that day to be able to like sprinkle in maybe some stories or memories that we have because I think that people have ideas what residential life is like and we talk about it like enough and you have so many movies I feel like that like portray it Mm -hmm. but I just think for those who don't have experience going to a residential treatment facility be kind of interesting to learn a little bit about it yeah yeah Okay. And just to get a like firsthand example at what you yeah, may be expecting yeah. or might be scared of, uh, you know, might be holding you back or something. It's yeah. So we're just kind of, kind of going to do a little walkthrough, a little walkthrough. Yeah. So if this just like interests you, or maybe like you're about to go into residential yourself. And if you are, kudos to you. We're super proud of you for taking that step in your recovery. Mm-hmm. No, we're proud of you. Okay. All right, you wake up in the morning at like, let's give it time. I woke up at 5.45. Like we said before in the past episode, Georgia woke up at 6.30, which is the latest possible time. So the wake the last up- time slot. Yeah, the last one. So you are woken up at the same exact time every single day, which really got me because for the first like probably month I was there, I was like, oh, 5.30, isn't that bad? Or like 5.45, 5.30. I was like, I could wake up this time. This is great. I'm keeping like a morning routine. I was a barista before. I really like- love the mornings I'm thrive waking up early but having to do it literally every single day including weekends with no break (laughs) yeah while you're emotionally and physically like exhausted it catches up it really catches up but so yeah yeah, so you have like they scatter wake up time so it can range from anywhere from like normally like 5 30 to 6 30 is typically the last one because you have to be downstairs at seven for like breakfast prep and at least where Georgia and I had went and Georgia you can speak about this with other um have you you because you've been to other residential settings right Mm -hmm. safety cool yeah that's what I thought but yeah especially like with with without COVID too like yeah true yeah so George and I were there 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 different circumstances with with, without COVID that's so true that's so true and that's something that made me kind of like upset because not upset but like a part of me knew that I was like if I missed a little bit of the experience Mm -hmm. and it's like if I could have gone on say like field trips or like I could have had my family come to visit me like maybe those three months I wouldn't have hit it um, makes it a lot easier point. to be there. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier to be there long term when yeah. you're you know, when you're able to do the outings and have your family members come in and do sit in meals with you or sit in snacks or family sessions with your therapist or dietitians. Um, mm-hmm. instead of doing like everything um, over Zoom. 
yeah hell yeah that shit is so yeah. annoying hell yeah well and you're not able to be the you know like emote as much or or and you're not really given many like examples of like outside triggers because like obviously you're confined in our so we are in a residential house in the physical touch in the physical touch literally won't let you braid anybody else's hair won't let you touch anybody Which else and so you're ridiculous. like okay i we did it anyway like yeah. don't don't let people stop you from doing that Fuck for darcy's off, for you know? <laughs> i love that give it a big say and a healthy fuck you a healthy fuck you yeah. but i remember doing for darcy's birthday we like went in like we were sharing a bathroom at the time because when you you get assigned bathrooms as well as like rooms according to which room you're in and like people's wake up times and such and Darcy and I shared a bathroom and I like did her hair and makeup for her birthday it's a cute little like little moment but um yeah so they you have sporadic wake up times and from like your wake up time you get like a 15 minute bathroom time where at least at CFD the requirements were that you showered every single morning yeah they were expecting you to shower every single day Georgia did you shower every single day hell no no there were honestly there were like it's it's a recommendation and you know there are symptoms of depression you know where that that it makes very simple tasks very difficult and my hair is really annoying too so. got curly curly hair but my I thing is like even for my sake like i didn't shower every day would i turn the shower exactly. on every day yeah i would i probably wasted a little bit too much water when That's i was funny. there accountability i definitely waste too much water i turn my shower on no matter what if i was showering or not because i was like all right that'll go on then i'll turn it off just to make them think i was doing it yeah here i'm showering my favorite thing when it comes to showering at res and we can talk about privileges too. I don't know if we want to get into that like this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's going to differ your day-to-day basis based on what privileges you're on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I had, I found a loophole. I found a loophole within my showering. So I didn't want to shower like that early in the morning because like I wanted to be able to like do my hair and stuff. And then you only get a certain amount of time like in the bathroom. I had this thing when I was at res where like every day I wanted to kind of resemble like an outside world type of thing like I personally didn't want to wear sweats every day I didn't want to wear like leggings like I wanted to wear makeup I wanted to do my hair I wanted to like wear clothing that I would be wearing in I love how I'm calling it like an outside world what and just like the real world in the real world in the real world like wear clothes like we're because it's an enclosed bubble it's a very safe space and yeah and it's awesome about that but I also knew for like the sake of me is that like I really value like or I really like the time in like my morning time of like getting ready and that Mm -hmm. whole type of vibe like that's a self-care thing for me so I knew I wanted to be able to keep that so I my loophole that I found was I also like to self-tan that's a little insert thing that I want to put in there actually I'm going to tell a really quick funny story so when I was in PHP did I tell you this already or no I don't think so. So, Is it it for tanning? Yes, yes, you did. I feel like I did. But okay, so for the viewers and listeners out there. So when I was in PHP the first time, I was at home. So I self-tanned a decent amount. And this is at the time I was a new self-tanner and I was not good at it at all. I was using like the $12 Jergens that you can buy at um, Walgreens. And there was one day where I went in and my hands were specifically yellowy orangey. And the nursing staff and like the dietitian <laughs> were like, 
her hands are yellow. Oh like something's wrong. Maybe she has like an iron deficiency. Jaundice. Yeah, literally. They were like all like gossiping about it. And then the therapist came in and like looked at me and like looked at them and they're like, no, y'all, she's using self-tanner. That's just her self-tanner. So call myself out for not I having good self-tanner uses. The nurses thought that I was had an iron deficiency. Nope. It's just that I turn orange from self-tanner. <laughs> but so, so back to the residential, I my loopholes I found is because I had earned the privilege to use my sharps, because that's a privilege that you get when it comes to like razor privileges and like shaving privileges. When I earned mine, I would do it at nighttime because that's when it's easiest for them to like unlock it or like whenever people Mm -hmm. need to like supervise you, like the chances of you being able to do it at night are higher than like a morning time. So I would shave at night and I would just shower at night too. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to go in the shower to shave. No, I would just fully shower at night so that I could just like go to sleep and then not have to shower in the morning. So there's a little tip if you have that privilege and you're in a residential setting take the opportunity to shower at night they can't nobody can tell if you wash your hair yeah your hair's gonna be white and i would advise a hundred percent that if you do have shower privileges um and you do struggle with purging don't shower at night just shower during the morning yeah you know unless you're ready for it and it's a challenge then do it then do it yeah so we just woke up we just woke up and now it's 6.45. Georgia's just getting out of bed. I'm fully ready for the day in full face of makeup, like fully beat and have my nice fitty fitty on. And we roll down to the milieu. The yes. milieu. So yes, the milieu is the place where you spend 80%, yeah, 80% of your day when you're in a residential setting. And mm-hmm. the milieu in ours, we kind of explained it. There's was an inner circle of couches and an outer circle of couches. And how it kind of works is that you like, move couches because of the fact that there's so many new patients there, yeah, that are coming that you have to combine couches and usually share couches so there's normally two people like per couch mm-hmm. so you got to get crafty when it comes to taking room apps on them yeah room on yeah. who gets their feet where and <laughs> yeah you're gonna mean who's face on what day yeah Yes. So from 7 to 7.30 when you're down there, it's kind of just like, good morning. And the staff is like making you breakfast. And I used this time personally to journal every single morning, which I found like really cool because I can go back and like look at every single morning, every single day. I write down five things I was grateful for. And then my intention for the day, like no matter like what that be. And then I would also sometimes like write down just like vent about some maybe something that happened like the day before or what I'm carrying like into the day. And I think that yeah. that really helped me. And it was cool because, like I said, like going back and like looking at it, I can like remember like the specificities from like each day. Or like George and I did a podcast that y'all didn't get to hear, but we were both a little stony stony and we were reading our journals oh, yeah. to each other. And being able, and I think we shared this on a different podcast too, but like being able to reread where your thoughts were and like recognize, like actually see in writing like the growth that you've made. I think is a super important aspect, at least for me it's personally, really of my recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So during the 7 to 7.30 time, that's when I would um, do my journaling. Mm-hmm. Georgia, what yeah. would you do? For, like, at any residential facility, there's usually a break between, not a break, but, like, a stretch of time between from when you wake up and go into the milieu and then before breakfast is ready so that everybody can do, like, medically, like, you'll usually go and check in with the nurse every morning and do what you have to do. I forgot um, about that. I legitimately forgot about that. How sometimes they literally wake you up in your bed and take your vitals like in the middle of the night. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. 
I completely yeah, forgot or, about that. Yeah, or like there are specific days for um, medical attention. Like we'll have specific blood draws, which honestly are not that bad at all. Like yeah. the nurses that depending, do, actually put a little last year. Depending yeah. on the nurse that you True. get, there I was one nurse. Yeah, Georgia did have to leave the vicinity yeah. because they couldn't get her nerve. And there's also was one nurse of the rest setting who could not ever find. And I have pretty big like. Are what are they called veins? Yeah, my veins. veins stick out a pretty decent amount. Never could never could not find them. You. Could not yeah. could not do it to save her life. God yeah. bless, but could not. Do none it. of the none of the nurses were able to get blood for you. Me. Yeah, yeah. You're special. But, um, you're special. Yeah, Richard, like, you're special. They'll usually do that. <laughs> usually do that. Um, <laughs> so there's also weigh-ins happen during this time in the morning too. I think was it was it very difficult? Which are difficult? It was was it Thursdays and was it mondays and thursdays tuesdays and thursdays some some residential facilities do do it every morning Mm -hmm. um totally depends on where you are but you know the the classic medical workup gets done um and there and like lauren was saying like randomly in the middle of the night you could get blood drawn and you could get vitals done or whatever depending Um, on exactly what you need um usually when it comes to like just in general i'm saying too like you'll meet with your dietitian and therapists at like depending on what you need to but usually when you first start probably three to four times a week mm-hmm. depending on who you're with and we'll do group therapies throughout the day at different times and we might have different themes or different days for different themes um and when I say group therapy I don't just mean constantly sitting in a circle talking about processing like you know like there are different things that you do like whether that be yoga or a cooking class or um watch this show and then we're going to talk about what happened for you let's do a poem time you want to color a picture color uh, a picture <laughs> we can you don't want to do any of that right now you just want to sit in the corner like and color a picture expression. you can like, do you know, it there are like specific yeah. terms you know yeah. and, and um for the group therapies there may be worksheets or like I was saying themes but we do have process groups like which I hated always I love process groups but yeah I you mean, either hate I, or love process groups I have a hate love relationship it depends on your milieu it really does depend on your milieu or we're jumping ahead a little bit. But so flashback, we're still having started our day of things. No, 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 it's good. Um, it's breakfast time. Also during the time of like 7 to 7.30, which is like the prep time for breakfast, depending on your privilege, you can earn the privilege to like prep your own food and make your own food. Mm-hmm. And that was a super exciting thing for me because while yes, I was in a place and I was suffering because of my fears of food or my projection of my fears onto the food, I love cooking I think it's so fun to be in the kitchen so like for me personally that was a really great privilege to earn because I enjoyed that and like I looked forward to being able to cook my own meals like I Mm -hmm. often and this was part it was partly behavior so I'm not like trying to like hype myself up too much because of it but I I had a goal where it was like if I'm gonna be eating like as many times and like snacks and meals as I have to each day I want all of my meals to be like super fun super cool kind of like interesting so I mean I was there for three months it's like some you're in a rotation of like food so like I ate some of the same meals like more than once a lot like more than once yeah so being able to like experiment with like some things there was something that I know that I always looked for and enjoyed yeah but like for some people it's gonna be different maybe you don't want to prep the food maybe that's part of your like a trigger for you or something that challenges you more 100 percent. yeah you can work on it yeah and that's what you're there for so now it's breakfast time and you go into the little dining room. I loved our kitchen 
at res oh it was beautiful it was absolutely gorgeous it was like all white still pristine a beautiful island in the middle of it it's gorgeous it was really really nice but so you go in for breakfast and that's your first meal of the day and depending on the type of meal plan you have everybody's breakfast is going to look different and that's also what i really appreciated about cfd's res house in chicago was the fact that it wasn't a because like a standard like meal plan like, thing yeah. it was totally customized yeah like everybody and and for the first couple of days that you're there, you are on like a standard like meal plan. Just this is true. They need to like figure out like what your specific needs are. But after those first couple of days, like you basically get to choose what you want to eat as long as it fits in your meal plan. You can it, like everybody's meals look so like completely different, which I think also helps mm-hmm. helped me at least on like the comparison of it. As I sometimes it yes. didn't help, but other times I feel like it did because you weren't just like staring at the same meal that everybody was eating right right yes but so the day started you go to eat breakfast and then my favorite thing and this just popped up in my head was normally for each time that you enter the dining room or it's like a meal time you start the meal with like asking some sort of questions that counselor will like be that what's your high and low of the day kind of like what we ask um Mm -hmm. what's your hunger scale yeah you do a check-in yeah you do some sort of check-in and the one for breakfast was always how did you sleep and did you have any dreams and one I loved yes. hearing about everybody's dreams it was like super super fun but there was one specific counselor that would write down any time that like he would ask you be like so how did you sleep and then you could you could write you could go on like a monologue about how you slept you're like well I didn't sleep at all like blah blah blah, blah. or like oh, I slept great and all that he would write would be like one word and it would be the same thing for like everybody and yeah it became a, a running joke where it was like who like how elaborate can you get with the way that you slept and then like go back at the end of the day and like read and like see in the journal like what that person had <laughs> written down it was like the way that you actually slept kind of funny kind of quirky but right there- like like for example like it would be like lauren well georgia <laughs> perpendicular literally and you're like where is this what? dude come from <laughs> also tangent two with this one counselor so the counselors like their job position is to they like lead groups they get to support during like mealtime mostly and like eat with you and everything and are kind of like I don't want to say like a middleman between you and like the staff of like therapists or like psychiatrists but like they're the ones who are always there and like who you normally will like check in with because sometimes your therapist a yeah like they're like there the or they're like busy yeah exactly but um this counselor so when he ate with us some of his meal combinations were <laughs> so random and if you were there during the time that george and i were there and you're listening to this you know you know you know that this man's would just literally just eat like half of an half avocado, of avocado half of a day avocado and you're like wow you're like what are we supposed to be seeing or like, or like my favorite thing is that like and okay this is completely normal outside of like a residential setting but in that setting like yes they try to normalize as much as you can like relationships with food but like, but like those avocados right, are for us they, yeah one that for us because we're always running out of avocados fun fact sweet potatoes and avocados are the two most requested um, items yes. at all and they're the ones the first ones to go to the amount of times where there was a time at rest, I don't think that you were there yet, but we couldn't get ripe avocados to save our lives. So we legitimately would bake them in the oven every no, morning. No, I was there. You were there yep. doing that? Yeah. Yeah, How they and then we put them in brown baggies. Yeah, we put them in brown baggies, or you put them in tinfoil, and then put them in the, um, the like, oven. air fryer type of, like, conventional oven that we had there to try to get them to work for breakfast. It was, it was so, terrible. It was t- they tasted so bad. 
They tasted and they were warm. Bad, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that- and then this man's just eating half of an avocado. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but, thanks. But so they try to simulate as much like normalcy around food. Like it'd be total normal. Like if I want to eat half an like, avocado now, you can do it. Yeah, you can eat half of an avocado. There's nothing wrong with that. Or like he would sometimes eat like the leftovers like mac and cheese for like breakfast and there's nothing wrong with that nothing but wrong. like in that setting when we're being kind of like retaught our relationships with food and it, it countered it, it was a little hypocritical yeah. at points and the, i just think that that was just so funny there's one other snack yeah that he ate that was so weird that i can't remember i think it was with mustard i forget I got yelled at for mustard because I wanted to eat mustard with my sweet potatoes and with my fries. And they're like, you can't mm. use mustard. And I was like, people dip I fries in mustard. People, I dip fries in mustard still too. But at in that setting, that wasn't allowed. But that's okay. I moved on. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, hold, I don't hold like grudges. Minuscule behaviors like condiments and stuff. And, yeah. Which I understand the because obsessive- I participated. <sighs> See, but my thing is like the obsessive condiment use. Like, that's just me. Like, my family, like, we it's are obsessive, too. like, dip people. Like, we're I the will, Midwest. We like, are the Midwest. And at the Midwest, we love our dips. Ranch, everything for everything. We got mustard, ketchup, barbecue sauce, mayo. I put literally, hot sauce on everything. Give me all of it. Give me all of it. Bring it down. If I'm eating chicken nuggets, you know I'm having at least three different dipping sauces. At you least three different dipping sauces. I love sauces. chicken nuggets. I love chicken nuggets too. They're really good. So breakfast is done and you either get to clear your plate or you don't. Again, privilege. Privileges, mm-hmm. there's so many like random things that you wouldn't think of as like privileges, like going, like we talked Flush about before, but like, yeah, going to the bathroom. There's, when you first get there and especially for, um, like if you're on like a 24 hour, like monitoring and stuff, like they check everything. Like you go to the bathroom, you leave the door like a little bit like open and they come in and they just look at your business yeah they take just make sure you're good yeah just make sure you're chilling and then you can flush or like sometimes like you can earn the privilege of like if it's two hours after a meal then you can flush on your own or like yeah or then you earn the privilege of just like being able to flush like whenever you want but you still have to be because all the bathrooms are locked i went to a uh, treatment facility center where the bathrooms were not locked Really? and yeah and it was called Aloria in milwaukee and it was a very interesting concept it was it was the most home-like I wouldn't say environmental setting but the way that they were running the therapy was very autonomous and if you want to recover you can recover if you don't oh fucking well type of thing um yeah like the bathrooms were unlocked which I was there for that was the one treatment place where I was there for the longest time Mm -hmm. like it was a very good treatment program but it was it was really hard like it was very independent and um triggering at the same time because a lot of people failed out of the program due to behaviors and you were you were seeing that firsthand and it's so uh, interesting how like and obviously there can't be like one specific form of getting treatment because everybody is mm -hmm. so different but how like literally from and even like within the same company like even within probably like cfd like the cfd res houses and like the west coast are probably completely different than they're all run different yeah yeah, they're all run like so differently so you're going to get different things out of different programs so word of a tip of advice too that if like one program doesn't fit for you or like doesn't work for you other ones are out there that could potentially match your yeah. ideas of recovery and what you need from recovery better yeah yeah agree agree so after breakfast then you have an hour from like eight o'clock until nine and this is when normally like we did our like vital check-ins so we'd meet with the nurse and we mm-hmm. get our morning medication then we did after breakfast Miralax baby a cup of yep. Miralax 
you constipated we got you we got you here's some your legs um, which is so- totally normal like your body yeah. is going through has gone through hell and we're repairing it mm-hmm. you know so, so it's gonna take a lot of time yeah like hold compassion hold grace and don't be afraid to ask the nurse for comfort like you need you need to take care of yourself like and you deserve to you know like I know it's hard to it's like a worthiness piece too but Mm -hmm. you deserve to you know find comfort within Within your recovery yeah yeah exactly it's an uncomfortable time and like as much aid as you can like get be that like medication be that digestive like help or anything like that like you deserve it and yeah advocate for yourself heck yeah advocate for yourself it's important to do that in, mm-hmm. in recovery mm-hmm. um, because everybody is so individual. Yeah, everybody's so individual. So it's like not like they can know exactly what, what you, you need. need. So also within that like first hour, sometimes you might get pulled for like individual sessions with a therapist or dietitian. I got pulled a couple times with a therapist, but normally that like one hour is when the staff like that are either like the milieu manager the some more nurses the therapists the dietitians like they everybody starts kind of like moseying in during that like hour clients are either sleeping you could be coloring doing assignments generally it's like school it's like you're waiting for the school day to begin I know that we talked about that before but like it's you're at you're like going to school to figure out how to fuel yourself and and have a healthy relationship with yourself again yeah. Which honestly, a part of me feels like that everybody could at least use one class like that. Definitely. Like honestly, the amount of and stuff. And that's not what the school's version of health class is. Oh god, no. No, 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 no. So different. So different. Yeah. But after um, that first hour, then you'll head into like your first group. And that your adds, first group. Yeah. And, and that at Aloria, it was I actually loved their schedule. After breakfast, we would have an hour of um downtime and then our first group of the day was always a yoga morning class after oh, breakfast that sounds and so it was nice. you know what to be honest at first um was and when I was at Loria it yeah at first it was so uncomfortable because when I was at Loria I was in a different stage of recovery I was mm-hmm. struggling with a different type of disorder at the time and you know when you're sitting there with the feeling of fullness that's that's really hard to to get over and especially being at yoga. So like it started off being really, really triggering. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. But um, it got so much easier because you started to appreciate the food in your belly and, and, and the recovery process of um, not just your body, but of the mental, of the mental growth too, of like mm-hmm. being able to just like, I don't know. I loved, I loved yoga classes, but as my body changed, it, it just, it just got harder too. So like I can agree. Life is crazy. Life is crazy. When I first started doing like <laughs> yoga and movement classes and movement levels are a privilege in itself as well. 100%. Yeah. But when I first started doing yoga at CFD, they only had it on Sunday like nights. I loved it. I was like, yes, it's time for me to move my body. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Accountability definitely knows it was just the disorder being like, here's the time that we can actually like use engage. A use, yeah, yeah. Use a behavior of that. Yeah. But as it kept That's, going, it, it was like that for me at one point too not at CFG but in the past yeah but then like being able to like re like discover and like feel those like movements like in this new body and this new space that you're taking it can be extremely uncomfortable but like after getting through like a period and a gap and like sometimes almost like pushing yourself to sit through that discomfort within that a lot of time that you're doing like yoga it felt kind of rewarding at the end of it I was just gonna say it's super rewarding yeah so yeah, the first CFD group of the day was either CVT, DBT, or ACT. Georgia, if 
I asked this question to Janelle. Um, if you thought of the groups of therapy as if they're groups of like Hogwarts houses and you were going to be like sorted into one of the houses, which act you'd be, I'd be act too. I feel like everybody's act. Janelle's act, act too. or TBT or DBT. Nothing. CBT is just a triangle. <laughs> DBT at least has like different themes. <laughs> CBT is just a freaking triangle. I think the reason why I hated CBT so is much is not? because like, I, I think, no, it definitely is. But I think the reason why I didn't like CBT so much is because it was on Saturday mornings, like right after breakfast. And Mr. and Mr. Counselor who ate half an avocado was the one who always let it. So I was like, I don't want to be sitting through this anymore. And it was literally a rotation of the three of the same yeah, things. Yeah, same things. Yeah, nothing against CBT if you would sort yourself into a CBT house. But, but it's a very I'm, short lesson. It is. You learn it once and you're good. Yeah. No, I agree. DBT has so many different things. What's your favorite coping skill in DBT? In DBT, um, probably, ooh. Mine's tip. Um, I mean, opposite action, I think, was is really effective for mm-hmm. challenging anxiety. Yeah. And, like, you're overthinking. Like, if you really struggle with ruminating. Opposite action is super fucking powerful. Um, and I think another one for effectively communicating is probably Dear Man. I, I, I couldn't. Can you sit here right now, fire around, name what Dear Man stands for or no? Yeah. Um, and as you can, go. Do it. Uh, describe. Um, <laughs> describe. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, um that's it that's okay you want to you had the first step that's all you need you need the first step i my favorite negotiate <laughs> that's in there somewhere too my that's the last step you got the first and last yeah. step the middle is kind of fill in the blank and then you want number dear man explain okay look at that you got you got a couple of the puzzle pieces but my favorite dbt skill is tip i freaking love Definitely. tip give me a frozen orange any day of the week my, when I first got out of res, my mom literally, like, I lived in an apartment because where I was going to PHP wasn't near, like, my house. So I had, a, like, an apartment that we were renting. And she just got a bunch of, like, frozen, like, clementines and, like, put them in the freezer because of how much I love tip. So essential. tip basically essential. So tip for those who, like, don't know is kind of just, like, shocking your – is it parasympathetic? Yeah. Yeah, your parasympathetic nervous system with you, like, something, like, hot or cold to almost kind of, like, jolt your Keep brain. you in the moment. Yeah, to, like, bring you back to, like, a present. I love it. Whenever I have to, like, if anybody around me is either having, it's really like, for PTSD too. Mm-hmm. if anybody around me is having, like, any sort of, like, anxieties or, like, starting to, like, kind of, like, get in that, like, heightened state, yeah, I'm always, like, let's step outside. Or I'm, like, let's hold something, like, cold. Like, that's literally always my go-to let's go for, like, others. smell some essential oil. Yeah. Being able to do that, I, I love, love Anything tip. you can do with your senses. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite skill. What's another DBT skill? I mean, I've always liked reframing and like mm-hmm. fact checking. Mm-hmm. Those um, ones are, I feel like the, not like the basics, but like the first ones that you like learn. But so 100%. yeah, each of those like groups, basically normally it, the first one is like a DBT and you rotate within like learning one of the skills or talking about one of the skills. Exactly. With, like, examples each group that you're in. And it's like, at least um, CFD was like an eight week program. So they would like rotate between it, like through the eight weeks. I did. I did make it through the eight week program and went back to the beginning. Um, But there's nothing wrong with that. There was nothing wrong with that at all. I learned something new when I was redoing the groups. And I feel like that it helped the messages. I never repeated a group. Really? No. 
I think I only repeated maybe one or two and then I got discharged, but I definitely um, didn't, didn't go through any more than once. Mm-hmm. So after the groups, then it's going to be snack time. And snack time is similar to any, like mealtime is just another mealtime that you have. Exactly. So, yeah. Snacks So are, you'll do another check-in. And-, mm-hmm, and you'll kind of just eat as like a group again. And then after that, normally that's when um, it would be process group at CFD. And there are mixed opinions on process group. I personally love process group because I love talking and I love getting opinions <laughs> to other people and I love giving my opinions to other people. But I think that's because why I'm a Libra and that's part of <laughs> that trait. So I thoroughly would always get like a lot out of process group, but for some people, some people yeah. don't like process group at all. And that's totally fine. Process group is kind of just where it's being led by either like a counselor or a therapist that's in there to like monitor it and like moderate. Exactly. Moderate. Yeah. Monitor. Yeah. Okay. That's like, that's their job just to make sure the conversation is being steered in a healthy direction and isn't getting into any topics that have been triggering. There have been times where they have gotten into triggering ones and I called the F out of the therapist that did that. Yeah. Again, back to the whole, like advocating for yourself. If you feel like that something is like turning like unhealthy or anything like that within your own like treatment, like prioritize yourself and your recovery. Yeah. Let your team know. Yes. But so that's when process group happens. This is, there's been a couple um, feedback that we've gotten from this podcast and saying that it's kind of like a process group. Yeah. Like a process therapy. And I love that. I love that. Cause that's like the one that's like that and table games are the two things that I miss about. Yeah. Like being in the residential and treatment. Yeah. Is process group and table games. I think I miss nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. I miss absolutely nothing. Yeah, right. Um, after yes, and then after process group, it's lunchtime. So then you do the same thing again, and then you eat lunch. As you can tell, there's a theme going on. That theme is group eating. Eating group. <laughs> eating group eating eating it is very very repetitive because every single day like while your groups that are interspersed between the meals do change it is a very set like schedule and for me that was pretty nice because I thrive of structure and like that sense of having yeah I love structure I love love structure too and schedule as well so I think that I think that that's probably one of the reasons that they have such a set yeah. Even though also, we we advocated as hard as we could to get the weekend wake up times pushed back just a little bit, just a little bit, and I know, like, never budge. Because it's budged. normal. It's normal to wake up and sleep later on the weekend. Yeah. So yeah. maybe have breakfast at nine o'clock instead of freaking seven in the morning. But alas, not in that right. setting. Not in that setting. As though. Yeah. But um, so the, a group. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. A group. Go. A group that I really oddly liked a lot was picking my picking my meals and that's at any oh, like like, menu planning yeah at any time and point in my recovery I always loved menu planning and like being able to pick out what I was eating and there's a lot of like flexibility at CFD compared to other um that's why I love CFD like I highly yeah. recommend if you're a person that at least for me, like, I had a really bad sense of, like, thinking about, like, when I was going to residential, I was like, I don't want to be eating, like, lunch tray, like, high school meals every day, like, I don't want to be eating this food, I want to, like, still be able to eat what I want to eat, and everything, and, like, CFD is amazing at working around. Like, you go grocery shopping. Yeah, like, they make, yeah, you make grocery lists for, like, that, yeah. Yeah, 
when it comes to menu planning for like me and being able to choose my own food I loved it but also it did cause me anxiety I remember I had like three sheets three different sheets of like what I could have for snacks how I could like because so the cool thing about CFD is how their meal plan works and how they set that up and I think it's in my opinion the smartest way to do it because the normally like if you go to other places for like recovery like when I was at Rogers at least it was like a set like you need like one side and then you need an entree and you need this like for a veg blah 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 blah. here your exactly. choices. at CFD what they do is they work with exchanges so like technically you have it's almost kind of like math maybe that's why it also caused me like some anxiety because it's like you had an yeah. hour to figure out your math for three days of how you can like what you can have in your meal plan so different foods are worth different amount of like I guess I don't want to use the word like points, but just like a number value for the amount of fuel that you're going to be getting from them. Yeah, servings of them. And each day you have to have like a certain amount of servings, depending on your meal plan, of protein, starches, fruits and veggies, dairies. Is that all? And like fats. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have that. And during like the menu planning time is when you choose where you're going to have those servings. Like you can have more servings in like dinner than you would have like in lunch or like more servings in breakfast or more servings in one snack than another as long as you hit like x amount whatever your meal plan is of servings at the end of the day that you needed like it doesn't right. really matter what you eat as where long you, as you make them. it yeah where you put them which I thought was super awesome and like a super realistic way of approaching yeah exactly exactly it could be different every single day and I personally love that but like I said I had like cheat sheets on cheat sheets of different types of like snacks or different like versions of a lunch or different versions of breakfast that I could have that wouldn't fit my meal plan because personally for me where I was at I wanted to res at a very low um weight and I needed to restore a decent amount so my meal plan skyrocketed didn't skyrocket but I had a larger meal plan than some of the others did and mine went up like very quickly so I had to really figure out how to get the servings and what I needed into it and kind of get creative with that as well And so having that like prepped already really like helped me be able to still have some sort of flexibility and like challenging a free food at like one time. But also during the time that you are planning meals, they do have the dietitians obviously there to like help you make sure that you feel comfortable and that it doesn't turn into say an anxiety inducing time, which is awesome. Um, After you have meal prep that'd be like after lunch and after lunch usually there's like at least four um Tuesdays and Thursdays at was it Tuesdays and Thursdays I think Tuesdays and Thursdays at CFD you have like a two-hour break gap and that's where a lot of the individual sessions happen so the individual sessions they're different for everybody but that's when you're going to meet with your either dietitian or your therapist or you're just gonna have free time where you can sit and read you can color you can talk to other patients you can take a nap if you have the privilege of being able to go on like a level two walk then you can go on like a walk I freaking loved the walks that we got to take at CFD because Chicago is my favorite place in the whole entire world and being in Rogers Park and getting to walk like and see the lake and everything and I would just rather sleep (laughs) (laughs) and Georgia's sleeping the entire time but there's not again if you choose that nothing wrong with that that's what you need for your own recovery but that's when you will have individual time or you can work on like your assignments and it's cool because like you do have enough downtime with in like the residential setting where it isn't always like back to back to back to back to back but also like 
it's set enough where like you kind of figure out like your own schedule and like what you need to do during those amounts of times and having that freedom and especially on weekends which weekends are a completely like almost like different topic because the main staff that normally are also like coming every single week so be that your dietitian or your therapist don't come on the weekends are off so you have even a more like amount of free time and that's where we would watch our reality tv or where we'd watch movies yeah yeah or where we play games or like sometimes would do maybe like challenge snacks or Or you have activities the weekends because we couldn't normally weekends are when you do your outings because we couldn't do our outings we'd always have like innings is what they would call them yeah we tied a lot we tied so much I left residential with a full set I had sweatpants I had a sweatshirt I had a t-shirt I had a hat I had socks I literally had everything JV when, when JV discharged from um Res and went to PHP on her first day. She just wore her full like tracksuit of tie dye. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's what did. I did. I think I love it. But yeah, so that's what happens with like weekends. And then after you finish your groups for the day, that's when you get the time to, if you've earned the privilege, to get like your cell phone. So throughout the whole mm-hmm. entire day, at least in our setting, obviously there's different ones because like I can I've seen TikToks of like people at residential settings that are on their phones like the whole entire day. True. It's gonna be yeah. So it's gonna be different every place you go, but. For the most part, normally, you do not have access to your electronics, which... Which is good. It know? is good. It there, is good. Because there's a lot, there, at least for me specifically, there, I had a lot of um, of my struggles being through social media, um, and it just doesn't help any. Like, And it's good to focus on, obviously, like what you're there for, all the groups, soak it all in. Like we've said before and like other episodes of the podcast, what you put into treatment is what you're going to get out. So be honest with yourself. And to not have that distraction. It also made me value like being able to talk to my family a lot more. I like, so again, depending on either the level of privilege that you have or like the level that you're at, at CFD, they have, it goes from, is it like exploration to discovery to they have like different names or titles for like this certain amount of privileges yeah. that you have and when you get to like use your phones like there's one level where you get to like lead groups which I got to lead my favorite group a couple times and maybe I'll make that a whole entire like different maybe a solo episode of talking through what one of my groups are and oh my god that'd be kind of cute yeah. actually of being like doing like a little mini group type of thing yeah that's what that's to come that's to come but um so at nighttime you would get around like 20 minutes of phone time so they have like house phones which also is funny because I'm like I haven't used a house phone yeah. in such a long like time <laughs> yeah literally the landlines but so I would split it I get like 10 minutes to talk to my sister and then 10 minutes to talk to my parents and I valued that so 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 much of being able to connect with them and talk through my days with them that. I was on them phones for at least an hour I didn't give no fucks about a time limit. Do you remember that one time when you, was it you and EB? You had just gotten, you just moved to the second level of like level two of like the privileges of, yeah. it was exploration or whatever. And you got your phones. You only get your phones for like 30 minutes, but you and EB oh. just sat in your phones. You're like, oh my God, we had no clue we were supposed to give them back. Yeah. I was like, yeah. these motherfuckers. Yeah. I was just like, give me my fucking phone. I just want to play Pokemon Go. You and EB and Pokemon Go. Oh my god that was so funny that was so funny but so you there are 
levels where you do earn the privilege to get your phone back. Like I, by the end of my stay at residential, I was able to have my phone from like either right after the last group of the day during the week, which is at like six until we went to bed at, at around nine or on the weekends, like after 12, which was nice because it was like slowly adding a sense of normalcy like back into your life and like allowing yeah. you to explore those triggers that when removed it's easier to focus on ways to cope through them and like learning how to cope through them and then like slowly reintegrating them back into your life yeah and yes. at CSD you're in a house mm-hmm. like a literal home mm-hmm. and when I was at Aloria, I was in an office complex that looked like a dorm so <sighs> Which one did you like better? Like, which setting do you like better? CFD. CFD. Okay, cool. all That's what I assumed. I assumed. Um, and then after you kind of wind down for the day, you have dinner, and then you just have more free time to chillax. The end of the day is really, really slow down and kind of yeah. lag. The time period from dinner to PM snack, my goodness. Yeah. That feels it's like. Tiring, it's you so know, tiring. You're, you're really like, tired. God, I. You're like, I don't, sometimes you didn't eat snack until my favorite times is when you wouldn't eat snack until like 930, but everybody gets their sleeping meds at like nine o'clock. So the amount of people that passed out, either they get, you get loopy and everybody gets super laughy and giggly, yep. or people are falling asleep during PM snack. It's one or the other. Like people just finish their snack as quick as possible and then are And then, just, and then just take a little, take a little nap at the table and you're like, are they okay? Are they okay? Yeah. And then yeah. literally have to be like carried to their room. Legitimately. So after your PM snack, which happens around like nine o'clock, then it's bedtime where you brush your teeth, you get ready to go to sleep. My favorite time, honestly, was for like one period um, in my stay at res it was when I was rooming with like Darcy. Darcy and I would stay up until like mm-hmm. 11 o'clock and just gossip and talk about our lives and just yeah. like giggle and laugh. And that was honestly probably one of the most like normalcy moments of being at yeah, a residential like house it, it literally is like having sleepover every single night you can like yeah. we've joked about it, it's you're at a summer camp you're in a sorority you're at school that's yeah that's what residential life that's is what the setting is yeah that's the setting is and then you wake up the next day and you do the exact same thing mm-hmm. and it's just you just keep doing it you keep doing it until one day you, they push say, on. you push on until one day they say hey this is I think you're right. I think you say, Hey, it's getting easier. And they say, Hey, I think you're ready to discharge. And you go, really? And you're like, Oh, you're like, and okay. then they're like, No, we're going to wait another month. And we say, Actually, we're just either we're going to, we're going to just like push it out a little bit. That's and you're not done. You're not, yeah, it happens. Res can be really, really hard at times. And I think it was really hard yeah. during COVID because of the fact that we didn't get to really see anybody. We were, we were in that house. We were isolated in the house, which is why I think I could be on the tv show the circle i think that that would be easy it'd be so easy you could get on i th- i've applied i'm watching the season new season right now i've applied i would love to be on you? any sort of reality tv yes i did apply maybe i'll do it again oh, yeah. maybe i'll do it again but res at the same time also i have so many amazing memories from res and i have made obviously that's what george and i met i have so many amazing friendships from residential as well you become mm-hmm. so close with these people because you are with them 24 7 and they become your yes. support system Yes. yes. And I've also had to um, part ways with people that I've become friends with in treatment because mm-hmm. it was, they were not ready to recover or I was not able to give them what they needed or something like that. And you have to do that sometimes. Like there are some people that you mean treatment that are just, you know, not I'm ready. For you. Yeah. Not what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. So I think the main takeaways from this episode are 
have your own autonomy when it comes to, we've talked about this before, when it comes to recovery, but also be able to set those boundaries with your treatment staff and what you and need because your recovery, yeah, advocate for yourself because your recovery matters, you matter. Um, recovering in a residential setting is like living in a sorority house. <laughs> you will, it's like summer camp. It's all the drama of summer camp. I, my journals, if I read them back, they're like confessionals. I legitimately, I'm like, why does it feel like that? And I'm like, I, I kind of think it'd be so funny to have- camp. It's like me at Bible camp. It'd be so funny to like have like a TV show in the setting of like a residential house where it's like confessionals in the bathroom where they just like get little snippets of like what everybody's thinking. I just right. think it'd be funny. It'd be really, really funny. Um, right. And then the other takeaway is that you will form relationships in residential and they may be amazing and you may form other relationships that may not be that great, but your recovery come first, you come first, use your time that you can there if you are going there use it not like use it wisely but like make the most of it don't be afraid don't be yeah don't be afraid to take those chances to drop those boundaries not boundaries drop those walls yeah but yeah so Georgia to wrap up really quickly because this nice zoom meeting is going to end um yeah yeah so what are you gonna do to take care of yourself this evening Tonight, I'm going to make a really good dinner for myself. The pesto gnocchi. The pesto gnocchi. The pesto gnocchi. Yum. And um, probably some chicken and then some type of veg. Um, and then maybe some garlic bread. And then and then afterwards, I'm going to um, probably take a couple edibles because I'm off tomorrow as well and just knock out and get a really good night rest. I love that. I love that. Song. What about you? I am going to see one of my best friends from high school. We're going to get we're going to get some drinks. So this is our plan. We're going to get some drinks and then we're going to introduce both of our boyfriends who work together. They actually work at the same company for like the same team. So we're going to introduce them and be like, "Here's a new friend." And then we're going to go oh, out, yeah. and then we're going to go out dancing. So What's I'm going to have choice? my drink of choice. My drink of choice in like a club setting is a Malibu soda. My drink of choice okay. outside of a club setting is probably some sort of like martini fruity okay. i love the fruity stuff i, mean, I love the fruity stuff yes 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 if you're under the age of 21 be careful just we're, yeah. i'm legal i'm legal so i love i'm not gonna lie i have two favorite drinks so i love first of all about cranberry i think that is just so delicious interesting and i, like I love moscow meals oh moscow meals are good moscow meals are good so good all right well we've less than a minute so those are our drinks of choice fun facts of the day <laughs> yeah right um we love you you so much thank you so much for supporting continue to eat that fucking food and we will talk to you next week yes bye georgia peach bye honey girl bye low